Hello, welcome to the famous For Nothing podcast. Um, this is episode 13, which is going to be a very appropriate for today's topic. And today is going to be a little different. Um, I'm doing this one by myself today, and I have a drink next to me. And the uh, main topic we're talking about is a character being in Smash Brothers. That character is, starts with S-O-R-A. I'm not going to say the word yet because every time I'm, I'm <laughs> I say the word, I'm going to take a drink of what I have next to me. And it is very, very strong alcohol. So um, <laughs> I'm going to try to uh, take a drink every time I say that, but who knows how that's going to go. And I also have a headphone in because uh, nine songs got uh, included in Smash. So... Um, I'm gonna be playing that in my headphone, and I'm not. I'm gonna try to explain the song of like where it came from, and because you guys will be hearing it too um, on the podcast. So I might be all over the place. I might be trying to talk about Kingdom Hearts. I might be talking about Smash, and I might be talking about whatever, and I just break off and talk about the song and like where it came from and whatnot. But I'm gonna go ahead and start the music right now. There we go. Okay, so the first sip. I gotta talk about this. Sora is in fucking Smash Brothers. Hold on, I gotta take a drink. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's so strong. <laughs> oh. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> the reason this is a topic is because Sora being in Smash is such a big deal. I. Not just me, everybody has who is a fan of Kingdom Hearts has been waiting for this. Kingdom Hearts is a series that's been going on since 2001. And they did a poll over seven years ago saying, who would you want in Super Smash Brothers? And on that poll, Sora has been number one. And they've been doing more polls since then. And Sora has been number one in global of all the world and Japan. They'd separate the two. And Sora always comes out to number one. So people have been waiting for this for years. And now that it's here, it's kind of like unbelievable to think of. Um, it's, I, I said sore already, so I, I gotta take a drink, hold on. Mm. Oh my God, <laughs> it's so strong. But yeah, uh, him being in the game is something that uh, we've been waiting for it for years and it just it feels like a dream come true I've never been a competitive Smash player but I'm definitely going to now but um, damn it that drink has already got me fucked up but this song that you're listening to right now it's called Not A Fate and Not A Fate is a battle theme of music from Kingdom Hearts 1 and it usually starts off at one of the first words you go into you start getting the first battle and shit starts going crazy. And uh, you gotta, it's, it's pretty much a battle theme. It's really cool. Um, the music Kingdom Hearts is something else. A new one coming on right now, it's called Destiny's Force. Um, this one is also a battle theme. Battle themes are gonna uh, you know, be showing up a lot because it is Smash Brothers and it is a fighting game. So, but um, Kingdom Hearts is, my favorite game series of all time. I've said it a little bit here and there on the podcast, but I haven't talked about it in detail. But basically, I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and when it first came out. And also, <laughs> when I played Kingdom Hearts 1, I played the first four hours or so of the game, and I couldn't get past it. 
So for about two years or so, I would play the game, and I would play the exact same levels over and over and over and over. I love the game so much, but I couldn't figure out how to get past it. And I think I got Kingdom Hearts 2, beat it, and I got a uh, gamer guide for Kingdom Hearts 1, and I ended up being able to beat it by myself. But, man, if I could just explain in words how deep that game series means to me, it's it's something else. It has a connection to me that I cannot explain. It's... It makes... Like, when I found out Sora... Wait, we gotta take a drink. Hold on. Ooh, Jesus. Um, when I found out he was getting in Smash, like, I had... Well, when I first found out, my buddy sent me a message. And I told him... He sent, he sent me a, a message on Facebook talking about it. And it looked fake. And I thought it was fake. And I was like, yeah, right. And I just, like... I was at work. And I kind of just, like, finished off the day. But it had me curious. I was like, hmm. Is he fucking with me? Or whatever. And I looked it up. But And I found out, no, he wasn't fucking with me. It was a real thing. And I turned... And I uh, went to the side and I watched the reveal trailer. And the reveal trailer was amazing. And... Uh, it, it was it was pretty good, but I was at work and I was like trying to rush and I was also having people talk to me But I really enjoyed it after work when I got uh, into my car and I watched it again. I Had tears in my eyes like it was Amazing because this is the final character of smash super smash brothers of the DLC um, I think of the series. I'm not exactly sure um, Far as I know, I think the series is ending but um, if the series is ending, that's what it seemed like in the trailer because there was a fireball of the logo and the fire is what keeps the toys going because Super Smash Brothers is like toys and it's supposed to be this little kid's playroom and that's what you're playing in Super Smash Brothers. You're playing with the toys the kids are playing with. That's the story of Smash. And the fire burns out as if like it's over. There's no more Smash. There's no more anything. It's it's kind. Of, it's really sad, actually. And there's only like a little fireball at the very bottom, like a piece, a little piece of fire dropped down um, from the logo when all toys and Mario comes back alive, and he starts walking to the fire and grabs it. Most people thought it was um, Dark Souls, but because it was a bonfire, but when he he threw the piece of fire and. Well, he threw, he turns out finding out it was a keyblade, and you see the Mickey's keychain. And dude, the reactions I can only imagine across the world that of people screaming and people crying and people just losing their minds over something that was impossible. And the reason we say it's impossible is because Kingdom Hearts is pretty much an impossible game by itself, it is a Square Enix game in, Jap- in Japan tied in with Disney and Disney is not very lenient with the license if they own something they own it and that's it so that's it, it was just a and, and for Nintendo to go in there and be like hey we're gonna make a deal with Square Enix and Disney it's just legally it's just not possible it's just not a thing that is a believable to do and <clears throat> I mean, people wanted to wear the most, but also everyone kind of knows why it doesn't happen because of the legal trouble. But I, I think I said sore already. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm taking another drink. 
<laughs> Jesus. Oh my god, that's so much. This song, by the way, that's going off right now, it's called Shrouding, Shrouding Dark Cloud. And the one that's coming up is called Hand in Hand. This is a favorite by a lot of people. Hand in Hand is one using gummy ships, it's one used just traveling the worlds and stuff. Um, I personally uh, had a hatred for it for a minute because this one game you had to do a mini game and it was like a, a musical before they actually um, they did a musical game in like a really old PSP game and they, it, it was really bad you was playing with Huey, Dewey and Louie and you're trying to stack ice creams it sounds dumb because it is dumb and it was fucking retarded and I struggled with it so much and I struggled with this song in particular but I, I still love the song but the fact that, uh, going back on topic, um, whenever Mario throws the Keyblade and you find out Sora, a key comes out and Sora comes out of the, um, it's a lot of key, like a, a actual light with a giant key and he comes out of it. And when he comes out of it, his light brings everyone else back to life. Like saying the series is over and this is it. and. There's no more toys, there's no more playing, there's no more nothing. And Sora comes in and he brings them all back to life. It is such a magical thing to see. And even whenever it... I said Sora. Damn it. Hold on. Um, give me one minute. I got my kid screaming. And I'll be right back. I'm going to see what he wants. And we are back. My boy couldn't go to sleep. I gave him free snacks before we went to bed, so probably not a good thing on my part because it keeps him up but uh turn the air down a little bit and it's gonna get colder in his room and he would fall asleep easily after that but man i just i'm so excited for this character to be in smash um i forgot what i was actually talking about there for a minute because of this fucking drink i have it is like i said strong but Kingdom Hearts 3 came out uh, in 2018, and that was a 13-year gap between the last game. So people thought that was impossible too. So Kingdom Hearts is making like a huge comeback right now, and it's amazing to see as a huge fan. It touches your heart in ways that's really hard to understand. Um, because most people, when they see Kingdom Hearts, because it, it is tied in with Disney. And since it's a time with Disney, they think of like, oh, Disney worlds. But the story of Kingdom Hearts goes so deep and it's so good. And it's honestly kind of fucked up. Most Kingdom Hearts games do not have a good ending. Um, I think the worst character in Kingdom Hearts is the character Mickey Mouse. When you think of Mickey Mouse, you think of this guy bunny ears and whatnot. No. <laughs> Mickey is like satanic <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts. He he's not exactly a good character. This this woman named Aqua, she came in and saved Mickey from this thing called like um, the darkness, and and there was somewhere called the door of darkness. And once you're trapped in the darkness, it's pretty much hell. Like you're stuck there, stuck there forever. Things are constantly attacking you. Your mental game. You're mentally like going crazy and there's pretty much no way out of it and Mickey got stuck there for a while and this woman named Aqua was there 
and she saved him and got him out. And after she did that, he just left her. Like, straight up just fucking left her. He <laughs> just... <laughs> it's so fucked up. Like, she stayed there for 13 years, and you see how she was afterwards. And she was so alone. And she ended up, like, giving into the darkness at some point. And she thought her friends and, like, everyone she loved turned against her. And she was basically nothing. And before she even did that, she locked someone into a room to keep him safe. And for 13 years, he was, and he was, his his soul left his body, and the only way to get it back is for her to get him out of that room. And he couldn't get out of the room because she was stuck in the darkness because Mickey fucking left him there, left her there, for 13 years. Imagine being stuck in hell for 13 years by the Mickey Mouse mascot. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> To be honest, the um, song playing right now, by the way, is called Blast Away. It's um, a gummy ship uh, song also. Gummy ship is what you use to go from world to world to different places. Because um, normally you start off at like uh, uh, like Kingdom Hearts 1. You start off on an island because that's where you're from. And then you travel to different Disney worlds. And on that travel, you, uh, you meet other Disney characters like... For example, Tarzan or Hercules or someone like that. And you kind of learn things for them. You, you, you make a bond of friendship with them. And um, it just keeps going on. And on, you're usually on the search for something. On the search to find your friends or uh, your friends that you grew up with. And your two main people you go with is Donald and Goofy, who got totally fucked in Smash Brothers. Which I'm not going to complain because Sora is in Smash and I got to take a drink for saying Sora. <laughs> but um oh yeah swords and smash god damn it i just <laughs> i gotta take another drink Woo. okay <laughs> um but yeah donald and goofy there's something called um dive to the heart and it's like a um hourglass or um a certain type of glass i don't know i'm already drunk because of this drink but um, it has Sora and all of his friends, his closest people to him, next to him. And Donald, Goof Donald Goofy is like um, one of the main two because they're, through, they're with you through the whole game when you play as <sighs> Sora. Let me take another drink. <laughs> yeah, but they're with you when you play as him. And um, Smash Bros. left him out. They replaced them with a raft and a proper fruit. A raft is like what you was trying to do at the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1 to leave the island to go see other worlds, which didn't end up happening. Um, a storm came in and destroyed the ship. So, But it is a nice little callback to Kingdom Hearts 1. And a proper fruit is a fruit they get from a tree. And they're pretty rare, but if you share a fruit with someone, then your bond would be connected to them for life. So, once you share a fruit with somebody, or a proper fruit with somebody, you'll be connected to them forever. And it, it, it's a special thing, so it's a good thing to... I like the raft, and I like the proper fruit that they replaced them with, but I wish they wasn't replaced at all. But just the fact of him being in the game in general is a big deal, so <laughs> I'm not going to complain any more than that. 
the, the costumes they got for it was Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 3, and they got the, um, uh, the Rage, not the Rage forms, uh, the Dry forms. They got Valiform, uh, Valiform, and I, I'm blanking right now, the Red form. <laughs> there's a Red form where you get two Keyblades at the same time, and there's a Valiform, which, which is more like a magic-based and you can shoot places, you can shoot things with your Keyblade, and when you use magic, it's more stronger because, you know, magic-based. They have the ultimate form, which is like pretty much the ultimate form. When you get into that form, you got Keyblades all over the place. It's it's sick. It's super sick gameplay. And then there is uh, the Toontown, or Toon um, something. It's from Mick, the very first uh, Steamboat Willie, very first Mickey Mouse TV show, I think that's what it was. And it's all black and white, and Sora's, um, Sora's pretty much black and white, from, like he's from Steve but really. That's another thing that happens too in Kingdom Hearts. Like, if you go to Lion King, you're a lion. If you go to Tron, you're like part of a Tron. Like, you look like you're in Tron. It's super cool that they do. I don't even know what song we're on right now. <laughs> I think it's Hello Bastion. Um, Hello Bastion. Oh man, there's actually a story to this song. I, um, shout out to uh, Answer Reports podcast. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into it because uh, basically, I'll get into it. Fuck it. Um, I was with someone and I found out they cheated on me when I they when the song was playing and it like broke my heart. And every time I would go to this uh, stage, this level again, it would uh, bring back those memories and it was like it, it was literally just like hurtful to do. And then I was listening to something called Answer Reports Podcast, and this is the intro. So I kind of just forgot that that happened because of the Answer Reports Podcast. Like, when I would listen to the podcast at first, the first few episodes, I would think of that moment. I'm like, fuck. Like, of all the songs they could use. But now they're like on 140 or something. It's crazy. But they're my favorite podcast. And um, listen to that song now, I just... The, like no bad memories come up like I, like that that's why i like want to make a podcast like for them to make that change in me i would love to make that change for somebody else um don't know how i'm gonna do that but i'm sure they didn't know how they was gonna do it either when they made a podcast i think they just wanted to make a podcast but answer reports podcast is a kingdom hearts podcast um because ansem is one of the main characters of kingdom hearts one but he's he's the main bag of kingdom hearts one and it, it kind of just, uh, let me see what song we're on right now. I think this is Fragments of Sorrow. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, Ansem, he was the main bad guy, but things do get complicated. He's not, I'm not even going to try to explain this. He's Ansem, his, his name is Ansem of Darkness, but he's actually not really the Ansem that everyone thinks he is. He turns out to be someone else, but... The whole the whole story is convoluted. Guarantee. I've I told my girlfriend this before. If you get if you look up the most con, uh, convoluted or complicated video game story of all time, Kingdom Hearts is gonna be number one because it is. The things that happen in Kingdom Hearts are just so confusing and convoluted to people who don't know what you're talking about. And so just trying to like explain what happens in like even like 30 minutes, there's just no way. No way. Maybe Kingdom Hearts 1, but after you get past 1, they get so convoluted. Like this uh, character named Roxas is a fan favorite, but he used to be hated. 
But Roxas is uh, a nobody to Sora because his heart got taken away. So when that happens, a nobody gets created. And um, the first four hours or so of Kingdom Hearts is like a tutorial with Roxas. And everyone fucking hated it. But he ended up being a fan favorite because they went found out his story later on in another game. And it turns out he's also a part of this person named Shion, which had Sora's memories. And she had to, like, sacrifice herself. Like, literally, like, make Roxas kill her, which was her best friend, so Sora could come back to life. And Sora, and Roxas also sacrificed herself so Sora could come back to life. And Sora didn't even know about Roxas or Shion for it years like years and they just they've been inside of them the whole time like waiting for a way out <laughs> like kingdom hearts is an emotional game man it really is and i think this um let's see what song this is right now i think this is uh destiny or yeah we already did fragments of sorrow so this is destiny i'm pretty sure i where I said it was Hello Bastion, it was a different song, but whatever. Um, I'm I'm planning on just uh, making a whole album of of them in a row and putting them on the podcast. So hopefully I am lining these up the right way, um, same way as on my headphone. But anyway, I'm just gonna say sorry so I can take another drink. <laughs> Woo. I heard on the other characters that everyone's been waiting for in Smash was um, Master Chief, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, um, Doom, which he was already announced in the little thing. And I think there was one more. But I think those were like the other main ones. But new Doom was announced beforehand as a me character. So you could like create me, create me's and whatnot. And, um, this uh, song named Destiny is whenever, the one you listen to now, if it's on the right one, is whenever you fight yourself for the first time, like the dark side of yourself, like facing yourself. Like, the meaning of the, all the songs, or how would I explain it? They, they, have, they all have a deep meaning, basically. And the songs of Kingdom Hearts, the music of Kingdom Hearts is so good. I've had my buddy, uh, Jordan, he would literally just listen to album of Kingdom Hearts music. He's not a super big Kingdom Hearts fan, but he would just listen to, like, Kingdom Hearts music because, like, the songs are that good. I went to an orchestra, Kingdom Hearts orchestra. They played it in Atlanta, and I went to go see him. And it was, like, over 100, and well, with taxes and stuff, it was, like, over 160, I think. But it was worth it. It was 110% worth it, and I would go again. Um... My buddy Jordan, he wasn't really into the music of Kingdom Hearts because he didn't know about it that much at the time. But after you start listening to it, he's like, man, I really wish I bought that ticket now. And it's just something magical about, like, not only the game series, but the music itself. Everything works so well with gameplay, story, music. It's just it's the perfect game. I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is, like, the perfect game of all time. Um, I know a lot of people would disagree with that. I'm starting to like Kingdom Hearts 3 a little bit more, but I know there's a lot of things wrong with Kingdom Hearts 3 and I'm, you know, whatnot. But Kingdom Hearts 2 for the time that was the time that Kingdom Hearts 2 was made and all the stuff that it had in it and what it did is amazing. 
like there's one part where you have a literally literally like a thousand heartless on screen which is like the bad guys you fight normally you're fighting like three or four at a time you have a thousand of them all at once and you all fight them at once and for that to happen when it came out in 2004 on a ps2 is mind-blowing it is the game the game is just so good story-wise and um with the dry forms too what they have in smash brothers a valor form where's that red form by the way i was talking about but um having valor form wisdom form and all that and the the, the gameplay gets is so like deep and so good and along with the story like i said i think kingdom Hearts 2 is the best game of all time and i can think i can say that pretty confidently um the song you're listening to right now is called dearly beloved my favorite kingdom Hearts song by the way um, this is a swing version though. It's on. You only get it on the Switch. If uh, you you get this uh, the swing version from Melee Memory, which is on the Switch, and if you had it on the Switch uh, and you play Smash Brothers, you can play it in Smash Brothers. And to be honest, this is probably the least best one the swing version is. But Daily Beloved, like original, I think it's my favorite. I I try to use it for a ringtone to wake up and work in the morning. But it's so smoothing and so good, it just, it doesn't work. I, I hear it and I'm just like, I feel so good. I just want to sleep again, you know. It didn't work. I end up having to change it though. But I think the music for this is actually about the end right now. I thought it'd be, take a lot longer for me to um, talk. I thought I was hoping I could get like 10 minutes in, but I feel like this just went by like really fast. I'll probably just um, play the music again back to back so you guys can hear it. And... Starting in with Not A Fate, the the bottom music. But <clears throat> let me uh, say score real quick so I can take another drink. <sighs> I've had a like really close friend that was into Kingdom Hearts as much as I was. I would totally do a Kingdom Hearts podcast. That is something I would love to do. But it's really hard to do like a Kingdom Hearts podcast with like people who's like somewhat in kingdom hearts you know and it's like oh you know so like in order to find someone that like has played all the games i find it impossible if you've played every single kingdom hearts game you can't make it your favorite game i mean at least top three like if you've played every single kingdom hearts game you there's no way you can't fall in love with it i just there's no way Number one is really, really hard to get through, especially the first half, because you have it's the first game of the series, and everything is so basic. Um, it's just, it's rough around the edges, it's trying to figure out what it's doing. Um, the, then, then the game after that is called Chain of Memories, which uh, came out on Game Boy Advance, and it's a card game. But lot, but it's but you're it's not just like a card game like you're running around but instead of like attacking you're using cards to attack, and I can see why people can't get into that either because it is also really really rough to get around, and whenever um I went through the whole series I kind of you know went over um, chain of memories because of the card system thing and I played it at the very beginning and I was like fuck this, but I did a hundred percent run on all the games, and when I went to Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories I played it and I was like oh, fuck you know let's just get through this shit 
And then about like over halfway through or so, or about right halfway, the game got like really fun. Like you get like these special moves you can't do in like any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Like you get like a tornado of fire, like literally a tornado of fire going around as your Keyblades and you're like floating around controlling it, like just taking people out. Super cool. And you can get like super overpowered people come in and help you like Cloud. You can actually use Cloud as a team member to come in and help you the however you want, depending which card you want. Because when you use a card, you, it, it happens real time. It's not just like a card takes out another card. Like say if you have a Keyblade card, it doesn't attack. If you have a Cloud card, Cloud comes in. But if you stack three Cloud cards on top of each other, Cloud's going to do a fucking <laughs> demolish whoever's there. Um, and you can make things like stronger or weaker depending on what card you have. It's really cool. Like, I didn't give it the credit. Even as a fan, I didn't give it the credit it deserved even when it came out until I played it. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. And then after that, it's Kingdom Hearts 2, and fucking nobody hates on Kingdom Hearts 2. People hate on Kingdom Hearts 2 because it's the best game, and they just. <laughs> I don't. That's literally how it is. If you look online, um, Kingdom Hearts 2 is like known as the best Kingdom Hearts game. And people just, they're like, nah, it's not the best Kingdom Hearts game. And that's, that's pretty much what the argument is. It's like, it's not the best game. No one really hates on Kingdom Hearts for, like, gameplay or story or whatever. The story's complicated, compl complicated, but, like, no one really hates on it. <laughs> it's, Kingdom Hearts is just a good game. And then after that was, like, 358, no, Birth by Sleep, which is about three other characters. And that's, um... If people complain about Kingdom Hearts 2 being, like, not the best game, they usually say Birth by Sleep is. But no one can agree that Birth by Sleep has the best gameplay. They all say that it has the best story, which I see where they're coming from. The story in Birth by Sleep is really good, and it also induces, introduces the, the main bad guy and uh, three other main characters, one of them being Aqua, who's a huge fan favorite. And just Aqua's story in general is just... Mainly sad, but still really good. And after that, it's 358 over 2. By the way, the, the Kingdom Hearts names are just ridiculous. You could just say whatever the hell you want. Kingdom Hearts Majora's Mask over the computer or over whatever. You could... It, it's, it's a title. The, the names are just insane. But they all do have a meaning to it still. Birth by Sleep. Um, I don't want to ruin it too much, but Birth by Sleep kind of... Um, makes sense when you play Roxas's story, or not Roxas, Ventus's story. He's one of the main characters, one of the three main characters. And then like 358 over 2. 358 over 2 is Roxas, 2 is coming from Roxas and Sora, which I gotta take a drink because I said Sora. Uh. <laughs> Woo! But people kind of argue, well, argue about that. It could be either be the S word that I just took a chunk of, or Shion, another character from that. But it's one of them is definitely Roxas. Roxas, Shion, or Roxas and whoever. You know, not, not whoever, but you know what I'm trying to say without taking another drink. This this drink, this bottle is about gone. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but the 358 over 2 is how many days Roxas actually got to live. Because when Sora, um, Sora got his heart taken out of him. And when his heart got taken out of him, it's when the nobody got formed. And from that day is whenever Roxas was born. And when Roxas was born, it was three fifty-eight days until Sora came back. And so, and that's when it, that last day is whenever Roxas like sacrificed, sacrificed 
his life and it tells the story of like what who Roxas was and how he became who he was and Shion and the organization 13 which I said this is a very appropriate episode for Famous for Nothing podcast on episode 13 because the word 13 comes up a lot in Kingdom Hearts like a lot the, the main bad guys are called organization 13 and there's just a lot of little easter eggs with the with the word 13 um but yeah after 358 over 2 ends up coming i think dreamed of distance no recoded and we're not going to talk about recoded because that game's a piece of shit and no one likes it okay so um <laughs> uh dreamed of distance comes after that so dreamed of distance is like uh pretty much the keyblade exam which means do you become a master of the keyblade um it can only be granted from another master um, the whole game is kind of more extended than it should be, and it may, and it gets like time travel involved, which a lot of people don't like, including me. It's my least favorite game series of all the games, but people also say it's their favorite, so I don't know. But my problem was, is whenever I got into it, Dreamed Up Distance, I didn't play it until I was already doing my 100% run. So I played it in the intent of literally doing every single detail of the game to beat it 100%. Which is not a way you should play a game. You should play it for fun. And that's not what I did. I think that's the reason I did not have as much fun with 35802. I mean, not 35802. Um, Distance. But if you do like uh, the character named Riku, there's a character named Riku, which is Sora's best friend. I'm going to take another drink. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm drunk now. Um, Riku's best friend... Or Sora's best... Whatever, I just took a drink. His best friend is named Riku. And Riku has been through... With Sora all through Kingdom Hearts. He's he's pretty much the second main character. And he has fallen into the darkness. And he's done things that he really regrets. For example, taking out Roxas to save Sora. Um, it's... His character is um, very sad, but he ends up coming back and, um, you know, pretty much seeing the light and knowing that there's still good in this world and that he can help other people see the, uh, the good in this world. But yeah, if you like a Riku game, he is the character or he is, that's the game to play. Dream Pop Distance's gameplay is the game to play for Riku. Um, this drink has got me uh, all scrambled up in words. But yeah, Dream Drop Distance is pretty much a Riku game. So people really like that game just because of Riku. Because it's mainly his game. Sora kind of does a um, dip. <laughs> he kind of... The last the last few hours of the, the last hour or so of the game is just Riku and his story. Um, and then after that is Breath by Sleep. A Fragmary Passage. A Fragmary Passage. Uh, it is Aqua's story. Um telling more of what happened to her basically when she was in hell just more sad shit if you just want to cry you can play that game um birth by sleep games if you just want to cry in general just play that game play those games if it has birth by sleep in it and you feel like tearing up just play those games that's it um and then finally kingdom hearts 3 came out but not before the mobile game shit <laughs> oh man jordan i'm about to write you out um so, I got a confession, guys. I used to be addicted to mobile games. One of them has been called Dolkin Battle, and one of them is called uh, just the Kingdom Hearts game, basically. 
And the Game Plus game was at least canon, and it meant something to the story. Um, but the Dragon Ball game was definitely not canon at all. But I spent a lot of money on <laughs> on mobile games, and so did my buddy Jordan. I'm not going to say how much I spent, but I would definitely say my buddy Jordan spent about four times more than me. You know, like I said, Jordan, I'm writing you out. But um, if you want to tell your part. I'll let you do it. <laughs> but um, I would say what made me stop was this character named Sethiroth. And Sethiroth was... Um, he's a character from Final Fantasy VII. Most people know him if you do play games. as like one of the best villains of all time. He's part of the Kingdom Hearts series. And he hasn't been in the game yet. So I wanted to get Sethiroth. And at the time, I was pretty broke. And my dumbass being addicted to these games I, w I had a roommate at the time and i told him i was like hey man i'm about to use my rent money to <laughs> pay for the sethiroth and uh i spent a hundred dollars trying to get this character then and i didn't get him i didn't fucking get him so you know what i did i put another hundred dollars in still didn't get him and finally I did another $100. I spent $300 on a chance to get this character that I never fucking got. Which now, if you play the game, like right now, he if you get that character, he is a fucking nobody. Like a absolutely fucking nobody. He does no damage. He, know, he does nothing to the, like... Because characters get stronger and stronger and stronger over time. So he would he'd be, basically be like a beginner character now. But at the time, he was the strongest character there was in the game. And I knew I had a problem with the mobile game thing there for a minute. But I was like, I don't care. And I was actually making pretty good money at the time. But at the time of the Sethiroth, when it came out, I was broke. Like, like be all before that, I was kind of making like pr pretty good money and whatnot. But I had extra days off work. I took them. And I just spent money on like I think it was like after right after Christmas and shit like I remember blowing a lot of money and it wasn't on, on myself I'm pretty sure it was, it was like right after Christmas but um yeah I'm pretty sure this was like February people can fact check this whenever Seth Worth first came out in Kim White's mobile game but um yeah so I spent $300 on Seth Roth did not get them and I just realized I spent most of my rent money and like just money in general $300 on a character I didn't even fucking get at all at all <laughs> I got fucking nothing for $300 I realized it was a problem I didn't, and I, I I knew it was a problem beforehand but after that I, I was like that's it that's it so I fucking took away, I uh, uninstalled it. I uninstalled this game called Dokken Battle, which is, you know, the Dragon Ball Z game. And I think because I stopped playing, I got my Jordan, my buddy Jordan to stop playing too, which is good because, like I said, he was spending a bit more than me, but I think the only reason he was spending more, more than me was because, like, I, um, I was paying a lot more bills than he was. So he had a lot more leniency with bills, and I guess he used that for the Dokken Battle thing. But... It, man, talking about the mobile games is just embarrassing now. 
like I don't even have I have a mobile game on my phone right now that I spent six dollars on it's like a um, tower defense game if people know what that is and like I spent six dollars on it and I'm like ugh, that's too much for me <laughs> now I remember when, what, what started it off the thing with me and Jordan both because we were both collecting characters and I'm sorry Jordan because I'm pretty sure I'm the one that started this there was a deal for seven dollars you can get these extra gems whatever and I was and I wanted this character and I was like god damn it you know in front of Jordan or in front of my buddy I um spent the seven dollars and when I did that I got the character and I think it made him upset because, you know, he wanted better characters than me. Of course he would, because I would too if he did the same thing. So he bought characters, and then it became like this little competitive thing of like who has the better roster, who has the better characters. And it came to this point where like even he was like trying to buy characters for me because um, like the characters are so good. and it was, We were just so into it. But uh, I think we both knew we just had a problem. And... Um, I think the Seth Roth definitely fixed the, the problem, which is a good thing. Which that is still such an embarrassing story. I don't want to say how much it is exactly. If you come on the podcast, I'll tell you. And my friends know it is a stupid amount of money. How much I spent overall, but man. Anyway, <laughs> back to Smash or Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Um, yeah, so. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out in 2018 and like I said that was like an impossible game that no one thought was going to happen it when Kingdom Hearts 2 1 and 2 came out the, the main title games they came out on PlayStation 2 and they came out back to back basically 2002 and 2001 or 2000 not sorry 2002 and 2004 I'm getting a phone call give me one minute I'm going to pause this that was my buddy uh, Ryan calling me, the main guy I want in this podcast because he's so goddamn funny. But he called me again to tell me that his brother-in-law got COVID, which is sucks because, um, I mean, he got COVID like a few weeks ago and so did his dad and now his brother-in-law's getting it. COVID is getting pretty bad right now. But besides that, let's get back on Kingdom Hearts 3 because, like I said, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 became on PlayStation 2. They pretty much came back to back on 2002 and 2004 and then after that it was kind of just games on other systems like the PSP which is like the handheld PlayStation which nobody fucking had Nintendo 3DS the Game Boy just all these little handheld games that um, most people did not play the games because they didn't have them including me I didn't play the games until they came out again on uh, it was like a remix they made on PS3 which had all the games on the PS3 and I literally went out and bought a PS3 just for those games. Because the PS4 came out, but they was only on PS3. So I went out and I bought a PS3 just for those games. I bought, I bought nothing else. I had a PS3 for two weeks. Played those games for two goddamn weeks. And then they got announced on PS4, which I already had. And I was like, God damn it. Oh, that was so, like, I bought the PS3 for, like, I think $200 or something. I don't know. It was worth it because I wanted to play the games again. But it was just very frustrating to know I just, I did all that work. Because I, w- I went through 100% through all the games on the um, on the PS3. And then I had to do it again on PS4. 
which is my favorite game series of all time. Wasn't that frustrating, but it would just it been better to do that on the first time around. But my point to what I was saying though was in 2012, uh, Dream Drop Distance was the last game made, like Kingdom Hearts game. So so from Kingdom Hearts two was in 2004 and they had a bunch of like little held held games like 358 over 2 Breath by Sleep and all that and then they had um Dream Drop Distance and that was the last game and not uh no other game came out until Kingdom Hearts 3 and people didn't think it was possible it was announced in 2016 it got so many delays it was on a different engine which engine is like what they make the games on and end up going to Unreal Engine, so everything they made beforehand had to be scrapped completely and remake the game again. But it worked out because the game, I think, I think it's amazing. I think uh, a lot of people had way too much hopes for it, and because of course, after 13 years of waiting for a game, you expect it to be the most best thing ever. But the ve- the, the the development time was not 13 years. Development time was like four years, maybe. I don't know, not even that. Or probably more than that. I don't really know how much development time was, but you can't get the perfect game. I, I, I knew that. But the game is still pretty fucking good for what it is. Like, I've all talked about the most complicated stories and stuff, how it ties everything together at the end. And the, the way the gameplay works, too, along with the story, it's just... It's good. It, it's a good Kingdom Hearts game. And it it deserves the main title that it got, and I uh, really appreciate that. And there's a lot of like um, in depth gameplay that people don't really know about if they're just casual players, which I think is also a reason why it, people don't like like it as much. But um, like for example, the um, different keyblades have different forms, but um, there's more to that than most people see at first hand. Trying to explain it without showing you gameplay would be really hard, but it's just a really good game, and a lot of people was disappointed in it, which I understand both sides, but I uh, I was definitely happy with it. Kingdom Hearts 4 is supposed to be announced at some point, and I think it will be coming out because Sora's in Smash. Let me take a drink just for saying that. Mmm. <laughs> that is so strong. But, um, yeah, <coughs> Jesus. So, I think him being a Smash was like a, kind of like a, not only like a good farewell to the series of Smash and everything, which is, I think, an amazing farewell to the Smash series because he has been the most wanted character of all time, like, just just how it is. Of all the characters in Super Smash Bros. who has like the most iconic characters in the lineup, no other game is going to beat that lineup. It's just not going to happen. I guarantee in like fucking 10 to 20 years from now, no other game is going to be able to beat that lineup. Because Nintendo is a not only a powerhouse, but they have some of the best characters and they have fucking like solid snake they just got fucking like cloud and setheroth and sora which is all like screwing products they got banjo and kazooie they got fucking joker from persona the amount of characters they have in this game are absolutely insane not counting their own like nintendo products link zelda mario 
um, Metroid, all that stuff. It's, it's a really amazing thing to see. And just the send-off happened to be Sora. And at the end of it, of the reveal trailer, it has Sora shaking Mario's hand. <sighs> Man. Just that scene alone, when Sora shook Mario's hand and you see the Smash logo behind him with every character in the background. It's such a great thing to see. The reason Kingdom Hearts was made is because a Square Enix and a Disney exec executive was in an elevator at the same time and they were talking about how Mario 64 and Super Mario Brothers was blowing up and how they can compete with it. And they said there's like no way to compete with Mario. Uh, well, Screen says no way to compete with Mario unless you had like, you know, Mickey Mouse or someone like that. The guy having to be a Disney exe executive. So what ended up happening is they end up making or having like a, a um, combination of the two of agreement of to make a, make a game. And that game ended up being Kingdom Hearts. Which originally, I think Disney wanted, um, uh, I think Disney wanted Donald Duck to be the protagonist, and um, Square Enix wanted Mickey Mouse, and then they just decided on this character named Sora to be the protagonist, to, you know, have their agreement. And um, after that happened, Mickey Mickey Mouse, I gotta take a drink because I said the name, but Mickey Mouse. Um, wasn't even allowed to be in the first game at all, except for one scene. They can only have the character for one scene in the whole game. And man, that scene they had in the game was magical. Like, pretty magical. So this, the fact that the reason the Kingdom Hearts made was made in the first place was to, like, try to com compare themselves and try to at least compete with Mario and try to, like, you know, get up there at the same status with games and people and um just the acknowledgement like people everyone knows who mario is and they wanted to be on that level too and that's the reason kingdom hearts got made and that's the reason the character sora got made was because of that and having them shake hands at the end <sighs> like a lot of people just don't do not know the backstory of the things and which is great i mean not, not great but which is okay but like, when you do, if you do know the backstory of everything and why Sora was the last character and why um, it's such a big deal to a lot of people, including myself, it's, like I said at the very beginning, it's this impossible thing that nobody thought would happen. Mainly because of Disney, because of how stingy they are with the products and um, how they're just, you know, license hungry with everything they have. They don't want it. They don't like sharing. But I said the name, the S word, like two times. So let me take a drink real quick. Woo! <laughs> that is about empty too. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to really make a um, episode because. Uh, he got announced and smashed. Fuck it, I'm gonna say. Sora got announced and smashed. Let me take another drink. <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> it's so much. 
Uh, <coughs> the bottle's almost gone. I gotta drink some water. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, my god. Anyway, as I was trying to say, I really just wanted to talk about um, him being in Smash, Sawyer being in Smash, because it is a big deal. And it's a big deal to the Smash community for the for the most part. And it's definitely a big deal to the Kingdom Hearts community, like myself. Um, I can't... It's still hard to process the fact that it happened. Because Super Smash Brothers is such a huge game. Like... I think it's like one of the most selling games on Nintendo. I mean, of course it is. I haven't actually looked at the charts myself, but of course, guaranteed it's the top friend selling guy, um, selling games of all the systems of Nintendo. I'll, I'd put money on that. And the fact that they announced, the first announcement for a DLC character was, was in 2018. And it's 2021 now. And they, they decided like, hey, this is gonna be the last. And from what I understand, this is the last of the series. This is the, the last of Super Smash Brothers. Because not only is it called like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, like it's the ultimate one, the final one. But also Sakurai is the character, he's the person who made the game. Sakurai is the guy who developed and made, he was the guy in the elevator. And he has actually been pretty burned out on Smash Brothers for quite a while now. Like the last two games, he just, I feel like he just didn't want to make them in the first place. And he's been pretty public about that. Like he's, he's had to, he's wanted to do more things, but Super Smash Brothers is just so big and so enormous and makes, it makes so much money and has so many of these characters in it that Nintendo just, you know, they just keep giving more money and they keep giving like better deals to make more games. But I think Smash, Smash Brothers is finally it. I think there's the reason he called it Ultimate. He talked about how he's been burned out. And the way the character was announced too kind of seemed like a send off for the Smash characters. It was a sad thing. It was a sad thing to see the Smash characters, like, turn into um, statues and whatnot, and then, you know, see Sora bring them back to life. And, ugh, God damn it, I, I just said it. I'm gonna take a drink in a minute, but it's... The idea of Smash Brothers not being in, in, on the next Nintendo system is kind of wild, so half of me doesn't want to believe, like, ha half of me thinks that, like, there's gonna... There, there will be a new Smash Brothers game. But... The other half of me is just like, they're just going to port Ultimate to the new system. Which, I feel like that's probably what they would do in the first place. I think this is going to be the final game. And of all the DLC characters they had, they have had some pretty crazy ones. And they had some pretty, you know, mediocre ones. Um, but that's contrary to belief. But, you know, if you think the, the, the character from ARMS and the Piranha Plant is like a big character... I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, they're still cool, you know, but um, they've definitely have, they had Kazuya from Tekken, which is like a huge fucking deal. 
Like, if he could have any character in Smash, like, like fighting games and whatnot, I think of any fighting game, Kazuya is a pretty goddamn <laughs> good pick. And the fact that they pulled that off was, you know, pretty cool. Um, they had Sethroth, also Cloud. Um, like I said, Joker, Banjo and Kazooie. They've had some pretty good characters come in for the DLC. So, I, I, I do see this as the last one, as like the final send off. So, I am, at least personally, very glad to see that Sora. Let me take the drink of this. I think this is going to be the final sip and the bottle will be empty. Mm hmm. And that's it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's so strong, too. <laughs> I would say what it is, but um, I'm just not going to because I don't think I it was given to me by somebody and I don't think they would want me to. So, but the bottle is empty and I can say so as much as I want now because I don't have any more shots to take. So, I think it's a good send off. Not only because the character has been won. Well, I'll... How should I explain this? I don't want to say not only. Um, the character has been has been wanted for years, for like years. I would say over a decade because I feel like it's been over a decade. Decade, at least for me, it has. Like even as a kid, I wish fucking Sora was in Ma was in Smash. But the first official poll wasn't until like 2017. Oh, not 2017. 20 whatever. It was like seven years ago. Which seven years is definitely not 2017. I'm just drunk because of this fucking drink I had. But yeah, seven seven years ago they did the poll and they said Sword and Smash. Even fan polls, when people like just did a, like a fan poll on Twitter of different people who you could pick, guess who came out number one every single fucking time? Sora. So like, he's definitely been wanted, and. It's a good send-off. Especially, like, the whole darkness versus light they have in the story of Kingdom Hearts. And... How Sork, like, brought back all the toys. Because the fire went... In the reveal trailer, the fire went out. And when the fire goes out, they all turn back into toys. They're not, they're not live anymore. They're not moving anymore they're, they're just toys they're stone figures they're just these things that this kid has in his room because the series is over there is no more smash there is no more this is the the final goodbye like this is the last of the series the last dlc character and then sora like have like darkness and light and his light brings back all the characters back to life isn't a it's such a great way to send off the Smash. And I know a lot of people will hate on that because you feel like Game Hearts character, but even Sakurai said himself that he's played all the games. So he understands the story. And if you understand the story, you understand the, the amount of love and fucking detail it, it takes to make something like that. At first, if you see the reveal trailer, you just be kind of like, oh, that, that seems pretty lame compared to all the other characters or whatever. But if you know like the backstory of Smash Brothers and you know the backstory of Kingdom Hearts, it's 
so goddamn beautiful that like I'm, I feel like I'm getting choked up now just talking about it. It's it's a good way to send off the series. And I'm so glad that like Soy's coming to Smash Brothers. He's not here yet. He'll be here on the 18th. Um, today is the seventh of this recording, but I don't, I'm not sure which. I think it'll be the eighth of the time you guys might be hearing this. But um, I'm glad that Kingdom Hearts was episode 13 of the podcast. And if you stayed to this long, thank you so much. Um, I don't think any other episode would have been as good or as appropriate for episode 13 besides Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts has a deep meaning to episode 13. But if you've listened this far, especially for me being here by myself, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the episode 13 of the Famous Funny Thing Podcast. And if you're here for episode 14, then who knows who will come? It might be me again. It might be somebody else. Who knows? The only way you're going to find out is by tuning in. So we'll see you next time. Goodbye.